This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. What up, what up, Taylor Nation, and welcome to episode 181 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name is Adam. I'm Augustine. And I'm Steve. Hey, hey, we got a guys panel today. Yeah. Bringing the the testosterone to the Taylor Swift discussion. Beer and (laughs) trucks and stuff, yeah. 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 (laughs) Mustaches. And beards. Beards. (laughs) Mustaches and beards. And now we're talking, and now we're going to talk about Taylor. Yes, Taylor Swift, guys. So, uh, Jade13Swifty emailed me to see if she could stump the host. So, you guys ready for this question? See if she can stump you? No. Let's do it. I'm not ready. All right, we'll give it a try. So, what hit Disney movie came out the same year Taylor Swift was born? The Little Mermaid? Yes, actually, it was. Wow. Yes. Little Mermaid came out in 1989. Yeah, look at that. Steve was not stumped today. Nice well, was, going, this Steve. This is the renaissance of Disney. That's when they came back with all their great animation classics. And then they had Beauty and the Beast after that and The Lion King. That was a good time for Disney. I watched those movies then. <laughs> it's all because Taylor was born. They were celebrating the birth of Taylor by putting out good movies. Yeah, coincidence? Yes. I think not. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. a plan. We also got uh, an email to the inbox, what I like to call a Dear Taylor, where people think they're emailing Taylor, but they're not. They're emailing us, which makes it twice as funny. So uh, for the sake of somebody's privacy and lack of embarrassment, I'll keep the name anonymous. So this is how it reads. Hello, Taylor. My name is Blank, and I will be having my birthday party in May. I would like to know when you are available. If it, if it is possible, can you stay overnight? I will be having it at a hotel. I'm having a pool party, so don't forget to bring your bathing suit and towel. Me and my friends love your song, Shake It Off. Hope to see you at my birthday party. Love, blank. Should be, it should be blank space. <laughs> it should oh. be blank space. Yeah, I, th- I was thinking the same thing there. Also, yeah. if you go to a hotel and use their pool, I believe they provide towels. You do have to bring your own bathing suit, though. <laughs> unless, unless they're crashing at the, the hotel, they turn over. Well, that's true. <laughs> just, just in case Taylor plans on showing up to this birthday party in May. However, I feel like she might just be a little bit busy in May. You think? Just a little bit. What does she Just a little bit. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry, anonymous person. Taylor may not be able to make that birthday party. Sorry. <laughs> she'd love to. I'm sure she'd love to make it, but you know what? She's, she's going to be busy, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, with that whole tour thing starting and all. Yeah, kind mm-hmm. of a big deal. All right, in the Taylor news, on April 19th, Taylor was honored by the Academy of Country Music at the 50th annual ACM Awards with the Milestone Award for having been the youngest ever recipient of its Entertainer of the Year Award. The award was presented by her very own Mama Swift, Andrea, who gave a very touching speech about watching Taylor go from a tangled-haired little girl to the superstar she is today. I'm assuming you guys have seen that speech, right? Oh, my God, yeah. I got a little misty-eyed. No tears, ha- just misty-eyed. Has it been taken down from YouTube? Do we know? No, there was an, of- there was an official version. I put it up. Uh, so there was an official version made by the, uh, by the, by the actual... Uh, uh, ACM? Academy ACM of Awards. Country Music. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, All right. So we'll, we'll try and get that video up on uh, the show notes there at taylortalk.org slash episode 181. Otherwise, if we forget, it's on Augustine's blog, theswiftagency.com. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> for, forget, us forgetting is quite possible. It's a strong possibility. It's a good thing you already have it up. <laughs> Backup no sources. No I'll send you the link as well. <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. No um, also in the news, Taylor is appearing on the cover as well as serving as the guest editor for the June 2015 issue of Glamour UK. With that comes a beautiful new set of photos, as well as content within the magazine, authored by Taylor herself. The magazine hits newsstands officially on April 30th, but there's a preview on GlamourMagazine.co.uk that we'll, of course, link to in those show notes, those same show notes, at taylortalk.org, slash episode 181. And again, it's already on the swiftagency.com in case we forget. <laughs> you don't know. That. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's why we got to keep Augustine around. <laughs> no worries. I'm sure Diane is going to go, oh, darn it, more work for me. 
oh, I'm going to have to put this on the website, too. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, but uh, to tell you the truth, uh, it we only see from, uh, from that preview uh, the interview, which is cool. Uh, but the articles I'm most interested in are the ones that she has written herself. But because some of them are just like visual stuff on the the women that have made me and all that stuff. But I do want to listen to listen. Sorry, <laughs> read uh, up on those. Uh, you know the rules I go by. That those other articles they should be interesting. I'm hoping they're a little more in-depth pieces that just you know short notes. But if, even if it's short notes, you kind of want to hear uh, what she has to say. Well, there seem to have been some, I don't know if you'd consider them leaks or not, but on social media, people have oh, yeah. posted photos of different pages from the magazine. How they have the magazine um, this far ahead of its actual release, I'm not sure, but... What's well, in the UK, there so are it's things like, there's and, different time zones. <laughs> I mean, Steve, it's what? It's the 26th <laughs> today. It still doesn't officially release for another four days. Yeah, yeah no, well, the, the, some of the pictures actually are, work, are, are in, the act, in the preview. Okay. Like the ones I have, I usually only go by the pictures that have been released with a source. But uh, the ones from uh, Damon Baker are the, the, the four ones that she has, including uh, the, the, the black and white ones, are really pretty good. Uh, they come with the article, but not the sayings. So I can't quite trust those sayings until I see them printed out or written down with a source somewhere. But they seem to be, yeah, things that Taylor has uh, said about other people and things that she says about herself. I really want to want to hear what I what she says. But I'm also sure that, and we were talking about this earlier, that that content is going to be uh, appearing on several other websites from time to time. Yeah, exactly. So more to come on that, I suppose, as we get more information on it. It kind of it kind of seems like an interesting thing, though, that maybe years down the road, maybe Taylor will have her own magazine like Oprah. Yeah, like she, she, she magazine. seems to be. Yeah, because she seems to be getting involved in a lot of writing articles for you know various uh, publications and that kind of stuff. Now she's a guest editor, so maybe there will be a Taylor Swift magazine at some point. T S magazine. I can see it on stands already. <laughs> We'll be we'll be buying it. Alrighty, so that's that for the news. Now, for our main discussion today, this is by very popular demand, which is always really frightening because I feel like when a lot of people request a subject area, we have a lot to live up to. So we're gonna do our best, but by popular demand, we're gonna be given our official unofficial or officially unofficial tour predictions for the nineteen eighty nine tour because the next time we record guys, the nineteen eighty nine tour is gonna be a thing. Oh, wow. It is going to exist. Isn't that crazy? We're that yeah. close already? Yeah, you kind of like, it was like, I know, it was a, it was on the back of my mind, you know, <laughs> going into exactly. the lockdown. But then suddenly it's like, oh, like, and then, yeah, and then it's wait, like wait, nine, it's here. <laughs> nine days. Well, at the time of this recording, nine days. Oh, my God, it can't be. It can't be. I'm not ready. <laughs> and it's true. At that point, I... I slowly merge from the professional fan of yeah, well, it's coming. It's just a tour, and whatever. To the point is, of to the point of what am I going to wear? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Augustine, no. what are you gonna wear? To tell you the truth, uh, I'm I'm trying to follow Taylor's example, and I'm I'm not wearing a dress, guys. <laughs> I'm following Taylor's example. I wish you would wear a dress. That'd be really interesting. <laughs> it will be really interesting. But uh, one of the things that she did say on a on a that I caught on from uh, from uh, one note. I, I actually don't have the source for this, but she did mention that she doesn't... Well, no, she actually talked about her album, and at some point she says, no, I, I get bored doing the same thing. I, I'm paraphrasing. That means this is not a direct quote, but she was talking about she wanted to do things differently because she wanted to do things differently. She didn't want to be the kind of artist who always puts out the same thing. I've realized uh, I want to do something different. And it's I time think, to retire the suit and tie. Yeah, I don't think I I don't I don't know if I'm going to wear a disguise basically, right? I don't know if I I don't I don't want to worry too much about what I'm wearing because for me the show is going to be tailored. So I might retire or put just some elements of it, and that's it. But it I realized that the only time I actually met Taylor Swift was the time in which I didn't have the suit. 
So <laughs> the suit was my comfort zone and I had to see what I'm doing. I had to step out of my comfort zone for things to change. Yes, I mean, that go. suit does not go out of style. Ah, clever, there Steve. You go. Hey, there hey, you Steve. Do you remember a few minutes ago when Augustine was talking about he never writes anything on his blog without a credible source? Then he then he comes here on our podcast and decides to paraphrase Taylor. Oh, I don't know the source for this, but it's fine. This isn't my blog. This is your, your guys' podcast. Right, right. It doesn't matter if it's credible information. No, no source or not. necessary. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'll well, give guys, you a source. Just, just... It was Glamour UK, and the, and the quote is, we're supposed to entertain people. Repeating one thing over and over again is not entertaining. And this was said to uh, Glamour UK's Joe Elving. <laughs> okay, that's better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. No problem. So going out of these tour predictions, I do want to preface this discussion by saying and making this very clear to everybody listening, this is meant as a fun discussion. We have absolutely no inside knowledge. Nope. It's just us speaking off the top of our heads based on past experience, analyzing the past tours, things like that. So take it for what it's worth. This is not what is absolutely going to happen on the 1989 tour. These are our guesses. Sometimes educated, sometimes not very educated guesses. <laughs> yes. They well, I, not... I do just... Yeah. I did, I did just want to preface that because, uh, you know, for the most part, things like our song analyses are very research-based and very factual. Which I um, love, by the way. Some, you guys have actually done a great job on the, on the song analysis. And every time on the song analysis, we got always a little bit of tour aspect to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Well, we tried. Mm-hmm. So Now, we'll now we got an episode overall. all about that tour. It's all about that tour. About, <laughs> about that, that tour. tour. About that tour. <laughs> no song analyses. <laughs> Or maybe you say 1989 there. I don't know. There you go. I don't know. I'm not a songwriter. I can't. Yeah, yeah right, but you, you guys were. Yep. So. I'm sorry. Were you going to add one thing? Oh, I was going to add that uh, I'm actually. Here's the thing. I'm glad and I really hope, believe it or not, that we don't. We are not close to anything that Taylor is going to do. Because to reiterate that quote that. Uh, that I said a while ago, if she's going to go completely out of her way to do something different, we shouldn't be able to actually predict it based on the other on the other tours. Obviously, there will be some com- commonalities, like she's going to be on stage singing. Obviously, it's not like <laughs> I'm going to recite a poem. No, it's not going to happen. But uh, at the same time, I'm glad that it's like, oh no, it's not us trying to get what Taylor is going to do, but that's because that's impossible. <laughs> so the your mo- initial gut feeling is you're hoping it will be unpredictable, yes. that everything we say, or at least most things, will be wrong. Well, wrong, we could, uh, we can, yes, we can guess the songs of what she's going to play, but and we might get some of them in the order that they will play, that they will play it, but at the same time, uh, I'm pretty sure that she's going to have elements that you were going to go, what? She did what? No, you're not. Yeah, so I I want that 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 complete novelty about this tour. Good point. So you guys ready to jump into it then? Yeah. Let's do it. So I was thinking something we could start with is just going through the songs of 1989 and determining what the odds are of them appearing as part of the set list. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, normally that would be on a zero to a hundred percent scale. However, in the Taylor world, we do things on zero to thirteen scales, right? Yeah. Unless you guys think that'll get too confusing and we can keep it with 100% scale. No, I can think in 13. (laughs) 13 units? 13 units. So just to be clear, 0% means the song has no chance at all of making it on the set list. 13% means it absolutely 100% will be on the set list. Although technically you cannot say percent on that because percent means per 100. See, now you've already made him confused. I'm sorry. <laughs> Augustine's making it really confusing on me. We're I'm adjusting sorry. the scale, Augustine. That's the whole yeah, point. I know, of this. I know, I know. I'm just saying the percent word. Never mind. I'm a word. I person. mean, Augustine, <laughs> here here in uh, the U.S., freezing is 32 degrees. What is it in Canada? Oh, it's like seven. No, zero degrees on your scale. Don't don't get confusing here. We just have different scales to say the same thing. Yes. Oh. Okay. No, well, I was saying seven because it was seven C, like centigrade here, but that's okay. Eh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> let's, let's keep going. Sorry. 
let's let's look at it and see if we can figure out what is going to be on the set list. Welcome to New York. Yes. What are the odds? 13? I'm going to go with 11. 11? Oh, see if you nice. think there's a chance it won't make it? The possibility. Very it, rare possibility. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, technically, the song has not been a single for real, right? So... I always also be a put co- more cool thing yeah. when she would come to the New York area to add that back in, or mm-hmm. what if she even mixed it up and I wish she could just do it so it didn't sound too much pandering, but did it for the city that she was in. That would be a yeah. Cool. I don't know if she can necessarily change the city name in that song every single Not time. Not every yeah. single time, but once, you know, at some yeah. point. There's, at at some point, you know, if it yeah. if Go it ahead. makes the set list, she may do something like that. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Las Vegas. Oh, wait, she doesn't come here. Wait, she's been there like more times in the past month than ever. No, 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 no. ACMs were in Dallas this year. Usually okay. she's here for the ACMs. Yeah, but what what did you have there that recently? Or is it coming up? Don't you have something coming, coming up? We have a Rock in Rio and Rock in Rio. Awards, yeah. But that's the okay. same weekend. She'll just be here once for two events. Okay, that's two events there. And then yeah, what was... that still counts. Okay, 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 Steve. I'm I'm just saying it won't be the 1989 tour. So, oh, okay. welcome to New York. I'd give I'd say 13. percent I I'd say it's gonna be on that set list, and okay. I I you know I'd almost be tempted to say that's gonna be the opening song too, yes. just like it is on the album. But uh, but Steve has a point in the sense of yeah, there is a possibility. I'm gonna have to switch it and say not 13 but 12. But I'm almost okay. 1299. 12.999. <laughs> because uh, because there is a point in number one, uh, it's explicit for New York. So in Japan, suddenly welcome to New York. I'm not quite sure. Uh, welcome to the tour. No, no, it doesn't work. Anyway, but people sing the song the everywhere, though. They they sing it and listen to it everywhere. Yes, right, they do. But and, and people do like the mm-hmm. songs. But there there are a lot of people that this is one of their least favorite songs on the album. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's a true fact. So we got it's an true. 11, a 12.99, 12. and a 13 on that yes. one. Blank space. 13% yes. for sure, which is 100%. Yeah. 13. 13%. Definitely. Yeah, 13%. Definitely going to be on the tour. I mean, particularly because she's already done live performances of it and already has visuals in mind for it. Yeah, blank space um, and to the point. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, that that was it. I was just going to add that it was also it's a huge single too. Yeah, it's also very visual. I'm sorry, Steve. I keep talking. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I just said I just was agreeing with you. Well, blank space also is one of those big visual ones in the sense of that's the one in which she has to bring out you know the candles and part of the stage goes crazy into a mansion. I'm pretty sure there's gonna be some sort of depiction of a mansion in this one. And so I would say perhaps blank space is not gonna be the second one because it needs like a, like a scene change. And welcome to New York when it's open. It's usually he. Uh, and this is me where I'm probably going to fail completely. But Welcome to New York, I don't expect a lot of New York elements. I'm just going to think of it like a concert opening, you know, curtains or some sort of curtain tricks that I expect. Then and perhaps she'd... pyrotechnics and things like that. Uh, I don't know if it's a song that you can put pyro on, but, I, but it, since it's an opener, you don't need a lot to actually, because everyone's, you know, thrilled to have Taylor there. So you don't need a lot of pyro just yet. But uh, in blank space is definitely going to be visual and it's definitely going to be a little bit of theater, or at least that's what I'm thinking. I might be completely off the mark. I, I but, think so too. And, and mm-hmm. that's probably just an educated guess based on the past performances, like that one she had where, you know, she was sitting at that dining table that was levitating. I forgot what show that was for. Um, you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure which one that was off the top of my head. I don't I, I get all these shows, these live appearances confused because she does so many of them. <laughs> I never know which is which. But Blank Space, definitely going to appear on tour. Next one on the track list, Style, on the set list or not? I want 13%. it to be. 13%. 13%? That gives me I hope. say 13 also. That gives me Augustine, hope. where's your hesitation coming from on that? Style... I love style. It's one of my favorites, and it's uh, and a lot of times it has been my favorite of the of 1989. So I really want it there. Um, visually, 
I'm going to say 13% that it appears on tour. I'm not going to say necessarily 13% that it always will be. It might be replaced with another song. But I really want it to stay. Like, it's one of, if one of my favorites, if not my favorite of the, of the album. See, uh, I'm giving it a 13, though, because it's, I mean, it's a single and a successful one at that. I, I feel like all singles, by default, yes. have to make it onto the set list. No, mm-hmm. it will be on the set list. I don't know. I hope it's also going to be a fixed song that never leaves the, the, the set list as well. I'm sure it will be because I think when planning the set list, she has to consider the more passive fans that may only be familiar with her singles. Ah, right, that's right. a good point. Which is mm-hmm. which is why they'll be on there for sure. Adam, uh, by the way, the uh, American Music Awards, I believe, is what you were referring to. For the oh, did you look space. it up? Yes. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. AMAs. Thank you. That was a cool performance. So I hope she does do a similar blank space performance to that. Now, style with style, I think. The question's more not whether it'll make the set list or not as much as it is how's she going to bring it to the stage visually because I think what she did in the music video won't necessarily translate to the stage. True. I'd agree with that. There would be a lot of broken mirror pieces laying around this store set. It would (laughs) be kind of dangerous. I mean, I guess in theory she could. I, I, I don't know. You can get you can do those elements on the big screen and such, but yeah, I, I don't know. I hope she can mix it up because, uh, you know, I, I've talked to enough people that were they're okay with the music video for style, but you know they were thinking something different, and then maybe hopefully we'll get something a little different like that. I mean, style was one of the most I, I hate to say it, but it was probably among the most disliked of Taylor's videos of all time. Um, I think a lot of people didn't think the visual matched up with the song. I think right. a lot of I, I think it'd be also, better a little yeah. more old school. I think that's really the key to making that a successful one on mm-hmm. the, the tour. Yeah. Yes. Like, almost what... like, I mean, she has visuals placed in the song, like using James Dean as a person presents a visual. You think of James Dean. So I, I think using more of like a 50s style. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. Or she Might could be a good go. Idea. Or yes, 60s. Or, 60s. or 60s. 60s. Or she could actually do the 80s. <laughs> I kind of like wish that she would do the 80s. and Because, I I don't know, style is the a song. The 80s would make more sense. For me, it would make more album. sense because style feels so much like a, a song that should have been played on a Miami Vice episode. Really? So maybe yes, the style... Pretty much everything from the 80s went out of style. Though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Maybe, well... So that, well Maybe the style set could be similar to her website theme with, like, the neon-type look, the Mm -hmm. neon lights and things. I expect Mm -hmm. to see some of those neon lights and such on the tour in some way, shape, or form. Oh, for sure. That'd be cool. Now, how about Out of the Woods? I'd like to see this one really bad. Um, Uh, 12. I'd go 12 also. I'd I'd go 13... Oh, by the way, I think I would give it a style at 12 as well. Uh, but uh, 13 on Out of the Woods because unless and unless it, I don't have this accurate, but Taylor did say about the song that it was like the favorite song that she wanted to, to get out of the album. She wanted people to listen, to really listen to it. Remember when we had not heard any of them and she was mm-hmm. just giving us snippets? She mentioned Out of the Woods as this is the song that I want everyone to to listen to. This is the, this is my favorite one. Hmm. Well, so I think it's got uh, most likely a very strong chance of making it on the set list because it was one that was released ahead of time, although not as a single. Yeah, um, it was the second one after Shake It Off, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I just feel very strongly like it, like Augustine said, it's an important one to her. And I think it's an important one to her fans also. And she has done it live before. She did it on whichever Jimmy show is in L.A. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Kimmel. Jimmy. Kimmel. Who is it? Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. Yes. Yeah, she, it was the one that she yeah she entered, She went out on Hollywood Boulevard and all that stuff. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Can I revise something? Uh, I'm going to give Style a 13. <laughs> I feel bad. Oh, now you, you give go. it a 13. There you go. <laughs> But out of the woods, I, I do I do think only 12. The reason I take that 1% mm-hmm. off is because the song is definitely a little bit different than everything else on the album. So I don't know in the grand scheme of the show if it will transition well in and out of out of the woods. I think it will. Just I think it's it, she's always good at putting 
woodsy sets together too for tours so yeah. i think she can handle that you're thinking like haunted, the old haunted right? one <laughs> yeah i'm thinking he must be because both of uh, both augustine and i thought of that at the same time mm-hmm. haunted remember haunted oh my god the bells oh my god when that came through when that show up <laughs> i had i had chills i had goosebumps when i first saw and i couldn't help myself and now, i what had to see the the videos for uh, for the for the <laughs> tour oh, sorry what, am what, I? What, what you're referring to is when the bells elevate and there's actually acrobats in there on bungee cords that drop out of those giant bells. Actually, only when they appear, because they appear from the ground, like they will pull out from the ground and suddenly these yeah. giant bells with uh, 13 on Roman numerals come out. <laughs> and it right. was like, oh my God. And it was like the atmosphere is like, what is it? it this is gothic. And my mind is, was like, this has to be haunted. This has to be haunted. Come on. And it and, was. And... and it was. And out of the woods, I find it uh, not, a, not a similar aspect, but like uh, Steve said, it could be she's good at doing those woodsy kind of design. And I could see like, you know, uh, a, a play of lights in which she would put like a reflector that and, and like passing. You can easily put as, you know, a, a, a slated uh, piece of uh, of something in front of those projectors and it will be like you're passing through to tr- light to the trees or anything like that, you know? So right, could... but keep in mind, Augustine, what you said at the beginning of the conversation, how we don't think whatever she does will be predictable. Oh, no, no, no. Out no. of the woods would be taking the literal meaning of the phrase woods if she did a woodsy set as opposed to the actual situational meaning. And it's like, are we out of this bad situation yet? So she could really go yes. anywhere with Yes, it. she could go anywhere. I'm thinking visual just because uh, kind of like I know she likes her her, her theater and her uh, her um presentation so i kind of like envision each one like i I could say that an elephant is going to show up on stage and i wouldn't be right either but i (laughs) i'm just going for with the most possible um outrageous thing i can think of right so out of the woods with a reflector and some sort of a play of lights in and those lights you know uh, bounce into the rhythm of the drum you know are we out of the woods? Are we out of that? It will become. It will be. It will be really uh, exciting. It's an idea that it's not going to go because she will have a much better one. <laughs> but the whole point is, is, is as a team, we feel the odds are in favor of it making it, um, with a slight chance of it not. May the odds will always be on your favor. <laughs> All right. All you had to do was stay. I had to do it. <laughs> All you had to do was stay. Hmm. I'm I'm going to actually give that a lower score. I yep. feel like six or seven. It's got maybe a 50-50 chance of making the is set it, Is it one of those songs that's going to make it in the tour and then go away? Like, stay, stay, stay did? Mm, Are you just saying that because it has stay in the title? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but he's right. Uh, I I kind of feel the same way. It's gonna sh- If it's going to show up in the beginning... Uh, it's it's a candidate for replacement. <laughs> that sounds really cruel. I don't want to say it. It does, but it's one of the less talked about songs outside of Taylor's core community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of the super loyal fans, and I think it's probably one of the more. I don't want to say forgettable songs on there, but it's when you think 1989, it's not one of the first songs that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Not that it's a bad song. It's just not necessarily the fan favorite on the album. And you have to keep in mind with the tour, she's catering to an audience. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, she can only do so much of it for herself versus for the audience. But, but, you know, this is one thing I really wish a lot of artists would do. And this is just my own personal thoughts on it is when you put it, put out an album, not all the songs are going to make it into your set list, but when you have a large tour going on, it would be great to integrate every single song on one of those tour stops so by the time you're done with the tour you've at least played every single song that was on that album so okay yeah so you have one of those it would be a song that would would be played in one or two arenas and then it will be switched for another one kind of thing right right yeah Yeah, I, i agree with you there definitely uh and yeah i i mean i like it i like stay but uh I'm going to agree uh, with Adam. I'm going to go I'm going to go with 7, but it's not because the song is bad. I love the song stay. It's mostly because of its possibility. It's kind of like 
50-50 that that it would stays there. It I, I do believe at some point it appears, but I don't see stay coming out as a single, so I'm going to say yeah, 7. Good call. Steve? Uh, I'm going to go 8. An 8? Yeah. So everyone feels it has a chance, but not necessarily the strongest chance. Right. That's the weakest fair. chance so far. Now the next song is definitely not making it on the tour yeah, at all. Sorry, sorry. That's shake it off. <laughs> yeah, shake it off. Psh. Nobody listens to that song. We're joking, by the way. People who don't get. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if sar- I don't know how well sarcasm translates over uh, an audio podcast here. So yeah, that it was should. A it joke. really should, but it doesn't. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't. Like <laughs> never. Even if even if you're in front of the person and you tell them I'm joking, yeah, but you said that was a joke. <laughs> you might well, might not is... have been funny, but it was joke. I mean, it is a joke. Shake it off is obviously the biggest <laughs> single off of this probably one of her top selling songs ever uh, for the sake of the podcast. Actually, the special edition episode we did on that is our most downloaded episode ever. So nice. it's definitely a fan favorite. Yeah. Um, so the real question is how will she live up to it and make it big? Is it going to be the finale song? Is it going to be the opener? Is it going to be an encore? I, I say think it'll be the it... finale. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be the finale. I'm gonna. Uh, I I totally see a vibe of the same. We are never getting back together. Not in the scenario. I'm just saying in the celebration, in the confetti at the end. It has to be the end. As a matter of fact, I have one idea about this uh, this song that is not going to be used, <laughs> but that I would love for it to happen. You know how Shake It Off went uh, when turned into a video. She actually recruited secretly a group of fans, and there was Project Cardinal and all that. Yes. Uh, it would be nice if suddenly, like people will be taken off from the pit or something, as a for 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 some particular reason, and they say uh, you can't say uh, for what it is, but you gotta keep this other strap on. And when we tell tell you, uh, uh, the, sorry, this other um, you know band, what what am I thinking? The things that you put on your wrist, wristband. Oh, wristband. <laughs> wristband. <laughs> oh my god. This band you put band. on your wrist. <laughs> yeah, a band you put on your wrist. How do you call it? A wristband. Nice one. <laughs> you can tell I'm a major in English. No, I'm not. Anyway, so uh, and then they then then they at some point right before the the screens uh, go dark, everything goes dark for the finale. They say now come in, and it's because they've chosen some. Fa- I know this is not gonna happen. This is not. Well, Augusta, never, 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 this never is a wait, good wait, idea, wait, Augusta. Wait, wait, wait. Never say never because, and that's not meant to be a Justin Bieber pun, by the way. Oh my. Um, but never say never because when she first released, we are never ever getting back together in. 2012 and did it live for the first time at the iHeartRadio Music Festival they did have fans come up and dance on stage wow, she did pull that off Yeah, that would be a nice element there I, I do like mm-hmm. that Augustans so then they would be out there on stage and it would be different people each time for each tour location Neat. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could just do make it easy and just let people from the pit up, right there. I would yeah, say I think it'd be better up, if they pick people. From you all know over. how Taylor always comes up and says, uh, "I want a different way to actually approach my fans." And so, if she has people that she picks for the for the meet and greet she does before, and she has people that she picks for the pit, and she has people that she picks for uh, whatever is going to be the equivalent of Club Red or the T party and this tour which probably is a separate discussion we'll have at the end uh there is the point of okay what if we can have some people integrate integrated into the shake it off number that will be amazing of course everyone will want to be on that one you know and then we would have the signs for this because that one is not just meeting taylor swift that is dancing with taylor swift and being seen dancing with Taylor Swift, it would be like yeah, that's the really ultimate cool. one, the ultimate. Goal. I think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea, actually. actually I, I hope that that is what we see with Shake It Off on yeah, tour. Yeah, I'm gonna send that to Taylor Nation and see if they, you know what, steal this, <laughs> do this. So either way, thirteen, right? Thirteen percent mm-hmm. chance, which is a full chance. That is oh going yeah, thirteen percent. Next song, I Wish You Would. I'm placing this one with All You Had to Do Was Stay. I'm giving it about a 50-50. 
I, I just, I can't, maybe even less. I, I just don't know how this would translate on the stage. I don't think it's necessarily a fan favorite. I love Wish You Would. I wish you would. I do too. But I, I, I guess I should specify when I'm saying fan favorite, I mean the general population. Yes, yes. And not I us. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to every song on uh, 1989 because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, the majority when you have a stadium with 50,000 people, out of that 50,000, maybe 1,000 of them are like us. And the rest are more passive fans, I, I would think. I don't well, know that statistic I, well, I don't, for sure. Yeah, I don't want to call myself like uh, I'm the active and someone else is the passive. I think simply there's all kinds of fans. Uh, so some people would prefer just the mainstream stuff and some people just pick the favorites from the album themselves and some people listen to everything. So you have all ranges, right? But you're right. She will cater to the common ground, to the, to the, to the people that, uh, that actually somewhere in between, but I wish you would. I love this song so much. And this song was, uh, written with uh, Jack Antonoff and he was, and he actually had this on his head because you, you can, it's one of those things from the, uh, from the actual, uh, from the from the phone conversation, the phone memos that she that ha- there are on that looks, that uh, she mentioned that basically he had this 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 uh, this little this little how do you say this melody this this kind of like arrangement in his head that it, he was going on and on about, and Taylor was give me that, let me play with that, and and Jack went like oh okay, so he actually gave him uh, gave her that 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 little bit, and then she added the I wish I would you can hear it on the memo. It's I love that arrangement. It's so good that that I'm going to abandon all possibilities because I really agree with you, Adam. I would say it's low and perhaps even lower, but I'm going to go and go with a solid nine, simply nine. on the fact nine to 10, I would say 9.5. I'm going to use this. <laughs> I'm going Make to just, your mind, I'll man. mess up my scale. Let's no, I would, cause I will say a nine because I want to say a 10, but I know it's not a 10 nine. And okay. I wish you would, it. because it's such a good song that perhaps it might not be uh, like a like n- like n- the av- perhaps you would say the average listener does not have it as a favorite, but I love it too much not to give it less. That's fair, Steve. Mm, I'll go with nine. I think that's a safe bet. Fair enough. So you guys think it has a little bit of a stronger chance, but still not a great chance. So bad blood. I'm I'm going thirteen on this. I think it's going to be on the set list. Absolutely. Thirteen, yeah, thirteen all around. Talk man. about the most popular song that is not a single. Yeah. Now, the, the, I think I think the question is is how will it appear? I mean, obviously you picture the Reds and stuff like that. So, yeah, it has to be, be very dramatic. Yes, dramatic. That's a good word. But it's going to be there, definitely. Thirteen. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Thirteen. I, I, I wish we had more to say on that one because that one's definitely like a fan favorite song. Mm-hmm. Perhaps but... we will have something more to say later. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but really, it's just 13. That's what it is. So Wildest Dreams, then. I'm actually giving Wildest Dreams a 13 also. I think that it will 100% be on the tour. I'll also go 13 on that. I think that's, you know, it, it's it's such a good song. It, it has to be there. Well, I think it, it'll be a good way for Taylor to, like, slow things down a little bit because without going slow, slow, because it's a slower song, but it's not slow. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still dramatic. Yeah, I'm not reusing the word, but it's also I would give it a 12. I would say it will probably be there, but uh, yeah, <laughs> 12. <laughs> OK, I think it. I, well, I don't know. There's so much she can do also with that heartbeat. Mm-hmm. That Which is, it just, is it, some is sort it confirmed of that it's hers? Is it confirmed that it's hers? I, I don't know. It just says she's just credited mm-hmm. with the heartbeat on the album, which it could very well be a recording of her heartbeat, or it could be that she just did the production on it and created the heartbeat. I, I don't know. Okay. I feel like most likely it's the, the heartbeat is her actual heartbeat, but I, I can't say that for 100% sure. 
uh, I just truly believe this song is going to end up on the tour and there's going to be some sort of cool visual with it. And, you know, she might bring back that red color scheme for this because I, I don't know why this song makes me picture red, like the color red. I think red when I think Wildest Dreams. Yeah. I don't know. Just me. <laughs> so how you get the girl, I would say least likely to be on the list. I'm going to give it somewhere around like a three or four. Yeah, I love I this song, I but higher. Mm-hmm. You think higher, Steve? Yeah, a little bit. Why? I just I don't know. I just I like this song, so I'm gonna give it a higher number. I'm gonna, I'll go. Let's go a seven. Yeah, but again, reiterating, it's not whether or not we like this song. I like this song too. I just think it's most likely to be cut. I feel like the feel of it goes along with like it's sort of a similar feel to "Stay, Stay, Stay." You know that sort of puppy I, I don't know just that's it just seems like most likely to be cut to me yeah and i would also agree on that but i would also say that it probably belongs in one of those songs that goes into a rotation so it will be featured like once or twice and then we'll be switched with a different one so i'll go six okay that's fair um this love this love i have trouble deciding on this one because i feel like it's a very cuttable song I feel like it can also slow things down like Wildest Dreams can. And it could very well hold a special place in Taylor's heart. Because correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this is the only song she wrote by herself. Is it not? No, yeah, that's, yeah that's true. So, I don't know. Does that strong feeling in her heart provide like enough, you know, just push for this song to make it on tour? Whereas, I don't... Is this one a fan favorite? I know a lot of people like it and quote the lyrics, but I don't know if it's necessarily one you put on repeat. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying to think because this is uh, one that I saw that they gave away with the Starbucks act right when uh, the new album came out. So oh, I don't really? know if they were. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm not sure if they put it out there because they knew it was a song. They just wanted to get out to more people because, you know, if you give it away for free, more people will listen to it, that kind of thing. Or maybe that there is some sort of future to this song that maybe there's more value in it than, than we would think. So I'll go like a seven. Uh, I'll, I'll go in that range too, about a six or seven. It's got like a 50-50 chance in my mind. I would go six, just one stop below. I would say also if it's included, it might be a – no, I don't know if it's a rotation song. I actually think it might not be included, but I'm going to – I'm willing to give it a six though. If it does make it – I picture it as being something like Taylor at the piano by herself type deal. Yeah. Uh, kind of a, a more subdued act, not big, moment. not theatrical, just mm-hmm. kind of mellow. Yeah, a more intimate moment. Exactly. Intimate. That's a good word choice. Um, so I know places. 13. Yes. 13. 13. I think that will absolutely make it, even though in my mind it's one of the more obscure songs that, you know, the – the gosh what's the best word to use for those fans that aren't the obsessive fans gosh you mean the ones that won't be dressing up as foxes <laughs> yeah exactly those ones uh <laughs> um but those those type of fans that aren't the super crazy fan may not necessarily be familiar with this song going into the concert but I think there's a lot she can do with it, and I think people will instantly gravitate towards it if they haven't heard it before. And, you know, she could do something sort of like a hide-and-seek number with, with the dancers where they're, like, sort of playing hide-and-seek in the back, being the foxes and hunters. and Yeah, yeah, that kind of works. And I also feel like the cages could actually give it a very, very dark. I, I kind of equate it to Haunted, to tell you the truth, in the sense of it being completely out of the rest the of woods. The, the yeah out of the woods <laughs> out of the woods out of the woods but still not out of style so i would say yeah definitely uh 13 but uh at the same time there's so many visual things that he can she can do with this song that i would be surprised she doesn't use it so definitely a 13 yeah 13 um clean i'm giving a very definitive thir- def- definite definite cannot speak a definite 13 an absolute 13 it will be on the tour yeah, it's also, I always feel like it's the song that kind of like ties the album together. So it's res- it resolves all the conflict that has been going on in all the other songs. So it's definitely kind of like the, we went through it, guys. We overcome our difficult, overcome the difficulty. We made it out of the woods 
we made it uh, you know we we got through all it all well, clean. I would argue that that song is actually the most important one to Taylor because going back to that Jimmy, was it Jimmy Kimmel? Kimmel? Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. Why do they Jimmy have to Kimmel. be two late night Jimmys? Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon. I get them confused all the time. Um, that one Jimmy she spoke with. <laughs> you know, there was a very clever question that a fan asked her on the show saying if you could or if you were placed in a giver type situation where all memories of history were erased but you could bring something with you off this album which would it be or which song would it be and her answer was clean so i think that's a very powerful statement about this song saying that if taylor forgot every song on this album ever existed but could keep only one which would it be and it was this one i mean there's no way that's getting left out of the tour something that important to her correct right yeah i'll go 13 on that also yeah so let's let's try and get through the uh, that or sorry that wraps up the uh, main album list. Let's try and get through the deluxe ones as quick as possible, so we can move on with the episode. We have Wonderland, You Are in Love, and New Romantics. Out of those three, I would say maybe no, yes. I could go with that. Yeah, yeah New I Romantics is probably the strongest of those three. Mm-hmm. I would say New the Romantics other... is a well loved song. Everybody loves that song. It's awesome. Yeah, and uh, I would say the same. I would say also Wonderland, You're in Love, kind of like it's less likely they'll be in there, but New Romantics definitely should be. I mean, truthfully, I haven't figured out yet why New Romantics wasn't on the main album, but that's just me. Um, as far as the other two, Wonderland, I love Wonderland, and I think she could do something very cool with it, yeah. like really, really cool with <laughs> it, but I don't know if there will necessarily be time for it. Yeah, you're thinking within, Lewis Carroll and uh, Lalis in Wonderland and all that stuff. Yeah, she could, but, you know, depends on the time. And then as far as you're in love, I don't know if that would be an option if she had, like, Jack Antonoff as a guest appearance or, or so, you know, something like that. Because he did the music for it, right? And she did lyrics. Is that how mm-hmm. that one worked? Yep. Or was it just inspired by his relationship? Mm, I think I think he did, he did the music. I, I might be wrong. Yeah, I think so too. I'm I'm pretty sure of that. Pretty sure of that. So, I mean, that's that's kind of that for the 1989 song predictions. Let's take a look at some of the old songs though, because if you look at the three tours she's done so far, Fearless, Speak Now, and Red, "You Belong with Me" and "Love Story" made the set list every single tour thus far. Are they making a comeback? Are they still going to be on her set list or not i would say that love story should be on there for sure because if you remember back to the iheart radio music festival she kind of retooled love story and kind of brought it into the 1989 era of sorts yeah yeah i was at that show and i don't remember (laughs) (laughs) Um, wow oh wait 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 Wait, was that the one okay i think i remember i didn't like what the backup singers were saying or doing but I did like Taylor's part, if I remember correctly. If I'm thinking of the right performance, she was like at you the keyboard be. there. Is that yeah. the thing where the backup singers did those weird like, uh, like those? Ugh. I don't remember Maybe. that, but uh, I remember she was at the keyboard, and it's the only, uh, the only song she's ever made with a with a little keyboard rather than the full piano. You know. Hmm. So, Steve, you think love story? Why do you think you belong with me? Will be cut though. Well, I didn't say it would be cut. I, I just questioned if it would be on the regular part of the tour. I, I would think that if it's not a retooled remix song of some sort, that she would play it maybe during some of the B stages and that kind of stuff. But I, I don't know. She well, really hasn't done much with it lately. That's that's the thing. I mean, even at the iHeart, she kind of uh, – she still performed 22. Um, it, I, I just I just question it. I'd love to hear it because it, it it's still one of my favorite songs. But okay, well, we'll on that note, speaking of twenty two, um, what about songs off of Red, which I hate to say are old now because they still feel very new to me. Oh, just quick, just but, a quick note here. And Red, yeah. remember that you belong with me actually was cut from the Red tour and turned into and changed into an acoustic performance at the B stage. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But it was included in the original set list, right? Original, but like I don't remember if it was halfway through it or at some point. I remember showing up in Nashville, but uh, yeah, she actually uh, she it was on the set list originally. Yes. Huh? Who knew? Well, Augustine knew. 
it, it's very hard to keep track of some of the changes like that because if it's included at your show, you just assume that it's on the set list for everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. But things do get changed. But speaking of red, though, like wh- what do we think? Because some of the red songs are poppy. I feel like we are never getting back together yeah. has a hundred percent chance of being on the set list. I almost want her to cut it off because at that point you have already uh, shake it off. So when you, but it was a single. She has to pay homage to the fact that it was a really big single as well as I knew you were it's trouble. It's a huge single. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What well, about I, kn- I knew you were trouble? I knew you were trouble. I think would fit in really well with the 1989 set list. Yeah. I think that's definitely one of the closest. Steve, you mentioned 22. See, I'm trying to think back again to Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel got it that time. (laughs) Got it that time. (laughs) The Jimmy Kimmel performance out there on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, What songs? Because at the time, only "Shake It Off" and "Out of the Woods" had been released off of 1989. So I'm trying to think what she mixed in. There was "We Are Never Going to Get Together." I knew you were trouble, and I think was it. Did she do 22? I don't recall. Tough to remember. Steve, you're you're our Google man. You got anything on that? Uh, it's a bit hard to Google that one. <laughs> no, not. Well, maybe. <laughs> but Steve's the Google master. But I feel like those three would probably fit in best off of Red. Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys have any disagreeing opinion on that? Uh, yeah, they would fit in, but oh my god, there's so many songs, so many songs that something is has to be cut off, although we want it. So I would say, uh, Wayne, if if Love Story makes it, um, but no, yeah, you know what? From uh, I knew you were trouble has to go in there and when G. Hey, when GBT, I always call it when GBT. Yeah, yeah, might might do it. I would say probably more. I want more trouble than we are never getting back together. As That's as what that you sounds. want, but I don't know if the odds are in favor of that. Yeah, I don't know either. The odds are in favor that we're gonna get it wrong. <laughs> that's what yeah, the that's odds true. are That's the only truth on this episode is we're probably gonna be wrong about everything. Um. But that's part of the fun. Yes. It is part of the fun. It's half the fun. It's all the guessing and stuff. And moving on to the B stage, though, like Steve kind of mentioned a few minutes ago, I think that'd be a good spot for her to include some of the old songs like You Belong With Me and Love Story, that it's sort of like she can't cut them, but Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily fit in on the main stage. But in the past, like the Speak Now tour, she did covers of artists from the local city she was performing at. However, on Red, she did do those older songs in acoustic format. As her sort of B stage performance, our song, many times over. Yes, yes, our song. That was the song of the tour. That was the officially unofficial, <laughs> officially unofficial song of the, the Red Tour. I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, Something it's okay. like that. She loved that song, so she did it a lot. Mm-hmm. So you guys think she'll do covers, old songs, or maybe even something else? That or we all of them at predict? once? I would say she combines that. Right. I would ex- yeah. still expect for her to like sing a, an old song and perhaps do a secret, not necessarily a cover. I think, uh, yeah, she did covers for Speak Now. She did more than the, the secret song for the Red Tour. Um, she might combine one or the other, but uh, doing, um, I think she's more akin with the mystery song because everyone has an input on it. So on social media, they will go in and say, oh, I will do this one, do this one. And like at some point she'll go, I am doing this one because somebody asked me on Twitter or Tumblr. Or oh, whatever. right, right, right. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a good point. That is a great point, actually. It's more interactive. Um, yeah, exactly. Now, what about finally wrapping up this discussion and looking into special guests? Who's she going to have come out? I got all sorts on this list. <laughs> Go, Go ahead. Uh, By all means. I'd say uh, Ellie Golding, Ingrid Michaelson, yes. Madonna. Madonna? Uh, yeah. Madonna. I don't, I, like, I don't know about know, Madonna. Yeah. She's going mm-hmm. to she, she, be able this, – this is what's so great about this particular album. She is at the height of music in general that – you know, just even look at her birthday party and the people that she had there. I mean, Beyonce, maybe. Um, Kelsey Ballerini. Oh, I Kelsey Ballerini. I want Kelsey. I vote Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey would be. Especially like the Nashville shows. That would be a good place for her to come out. H- hands perform. in the air for Kelsey, so that way we could come back and be like, she was on Taylor Talk first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kelsey definitely is a 
shoelace <laughs> for that. That would be a cool one, and they somehow managed to become friends between when Taylor tweeted and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Steve, uh, did uh, we ever figure out the Jimmy Kimmel set list? I'm looking still awesome. Oh, you're still <laughs> – I've given up. I've moved on. You have to let um, it go, Adam. Let it go. Let it go. No. Let it go. Let it go. Shake um, it off. Justin Timberlake. The articles oh, I yes. find keep saying shake it off and out of the woods, and I'm like, I know those two were performed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin Timberlake, I think, is a solid choice. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Justin Timberlake, I think, is a really strong chance. Ed Sheeran. Yes, for sure. I think Ed Sheeran would be there for sure. Mm-hmm. What about um, Lord? Weren't they recording something oh, together? Lord, on a song I together? hope she just doesn't appear at a show I'm at. <laughs> okay. Poor Adam, not a Lord fan. Does that is that rude? Does that sound bad? I'm sorry. Mm, no, you, you kind of worded it okay. It, and I, <laughs> and like the music that they like that's all it, it it i've said it a million times i'm sure lord is an amazing person because taylor only picks amazing people to be her friends but i am not a fan of her music that's i'll leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> nothing against her as a human being i've gotten that before people are like you can't hate lord taylor's good friends with her and i'm like i don't hate lord i just don't like her music very much mm-hmm. but that's me uh, that's a pretty good list of special guests. We'll have to see if any of those come true. What's going on with that? So we'll find out shortly. The 1989 tour kicks off soon. Hope you guys enjoyed this discussion. I hope we lived up to the hype. I know a lot of people requested this discussion. and Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys don't think we're too crazy or think we're too dumb for being way, way, way off on our predictions. Because that's highly likely. But that just means Taylor is unpredictable, really. That's all that means to me. Yep. But that's our favorite part about her. Yeah. If it was predictable, as Augustine said earlier, it wouldn't be as much fun. The best prize is a surprise. There you go. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I got that from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the uh, Johnny Depp version. Mm -hmm. I I can't claim credit to that one. So, all right, let's move on to some mini segments for this episode, Um, all submitted by you guys. So, Augustine, you're the guest on the show. Would you mind kicking it off on that first one? Not at all. Okay, so the first one comes from uh, 13 Swifty 13 underscore 13. You know you're a Swifty when your friends straight up tell you no Taylor music tonight when you have a sleepover. Oh. Yeah. But what I'm saying is just to try to say, okay, I have this new artist, and I don't remember her name, but the, the song is, I think it's called I Knew Places or something. And then you kind of like hit them with the obscure, more obscure songs that they have never heard of. <laughs> Or just get some new friends. Uh, or, yeah, that will work too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one comes from Miranda via Facebook. You know you're Swifty when you get a new job, and on your first day you're nervous, so you listen to Taylor Swift to calm your nerves. Oh, I've done that. Not necessarily for that exact scenario, but definitely used it to calm my nerves. Yep. Congratulations on a new job. Woohoo! Oh, nice. Congratulations. Hope you're enjoying it. All right, so Jen emailed us and said, if Swifties ruled the world, it would not be a problem being a Swifty over 50. Yeah. I didn't know it was a problem. It's not a problem. Come on. I guess there's I guess there's some sort of taboo sometimes in some people's minds where they envision the Taylor fan being a teenage girl when really Taylor fans span every age and gender. Yes. 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 <laughs> You know you're a Swifty when you have a dream about meeting Taylor and her mom, and then you wake up and realize it's not true and try to go back to sleep so you can carry on dreaming about it. This comes from Sarah from Facebook. Oh, I've done that. Yeah, me too. But It, it hurts. It, but for me, it actually happens that I never meet her. <laughs> that oh, I, no. I have dreams in which I'm about to meet Taylor. Well, I used to have these dreams, I should say. I, I'm about to meet Taylor, and then it turns out, oh, no, well, no, she has to go so she can meet everyone except you. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's it's that's, never that's Taylor. That's a daydream is a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, a daydream? It's, a, it's a nightmare both as a daydream and as a Darling, nightmare. Darling, it's a nightmare dressed like a daydream. Yep, that's exactly what there it is. is. It's more like a nightmare <laughs> dressed like a nightmare. <laughs> There's nothing it starts as a daydream. Oh, we actually got a new segment in a way, I guess you could say. Um, how about this one? You know your dad's a Swifty. How's that sound? <laughs> so, you know your dad's a Swifty when you walk out of the room and he's doing dishes while jamming to Welcome to New York. And that's from Holly via email. 
Welcome so to that, the dishes. Welcome yeah. to They've been the waiting for a cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, but when you start, you know, he's starting on the dishes, and it's welcome to New York. And when he's done, they're clean. They're finally clean. <laughs> there <laughs> Steve, you go. You're clever. Wow. <laughs> All right, so Jeannie messaged us on Facebook and said, you know you're Swifty when you have a very vivid dream. What is with the dream theme? Well, this, uh, dreams. Episode. You have Lots a very vivid dream about the 1989 world tour, seeing Mama Swift and seeing the new We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together tour outfit. So you, Jeannie, are convinced that We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together will be on the tour, huh? Nice. We got people yeah. doing their tour predictions here in our mini segments. It's perfect. There you Interesting. Go. Hmm. And uh, the last one comes uh, to us from uh, Paul from Facebook. You know you're a Swifty when when you take your daughter 3,400 miles across the Atlantic to a Taylor gig for her birthday, and parentheses dressed as Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran. Oh, you win, Dad of the Year, right? Yeah, there. that's kind of like the answer for Dad to, of the the, year. to the Swifty dads. <laughs> yeah. Flying across the Atlantic to props, go to a Taylor concert. Props, sir. Props. Yes. Impressive. So thank you to everybody who sent those in. We really appreciate them. Keep them coming for future episodes. You guys know all the variety of ways to contact us at taylortalk.org slash contact. Moving on to what are Swifties listening to. Ashley Facebook messaged us and said Swifties are listening to Fly by Avril Lavigne. The song is for the Special Olympics, and all the money will go to the Special Olympics. So that's actually really neat. Um, I listened to the preview on iTunes. It's a really sort of inspirational song about, you know, spread your wings and fly and being successful. It only came out a few days ago on April 16th. So um, definitely check it out if you're interested. And even if you're not that interested, check it out anyway because your purchase supports the Special Olympics, which is kind of neat. I like Avril Lavigne. We had to feature a Canadian in honor of Augustine being here on the show. With us. <laughs> nice. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. One last thing before we go. Coming up in the calendar, May 5th and 6th, the 1989 tour kicks off with back-to-back shows in Tokyo, Japan. And all of our guesses will become invalid at that point yeah. <laughs> from this episode. It'll make this episode a complete waste of time. But at least it was fun recording it, right, guys? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. All right, and then on May 15th, Taylor's going to be right here in fabulous Las Vegas for Rockin' Rio. She's performing the same night as Ed Sheeran, actually, and I got tickets because she's going to be in my city for Woo! once. Yay! I have actually heard through the grapevine it's going to be a pretty full set. It won't be like a three-song thing and then she's gone. It's supposed to be like a good hour at least, I think. That's Ooh. what I've heard. I could be wrong could be completely false but that'll be really cool if she does do you know performance of some sort of substance a good solid performance then that same weekend may 17th the billboard awards again right here in vegas uh no official word that i know of that taylor will be there but being that she's going to be in vegas for rock and rio i don't see why she would not stay for the billboard awards stay two days yeah i, I would agree with that she She's always got a lot of Billboard uh, nominations. I mean, she just got Woman of the Year there, so I, I think it's probably a good oh, chance yeah. she'll be there. Oh, yeah, this year she's up for, what, 14 awards. 14 wow. awards for 13 categories. <laughs> is that the yeah. one she's up against herself? She, in yes, one of the categories? yes, she is. <laughs> Amazing. She's up against herself, so even if she wins, she loses. And even if she loses, she might still win. Nice. <laughs> Interesting, right? Yeah, And then three days after the Billboard Awards on May 20th, the 1989 tour officially kicks off here in the United States with a show in Bossier City, Louisiana. Woo-hoo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> Pretty excited about it. Yeah. Are you going to that one? I do have tickets to that wow, one. I'm driving. Nice. I'm driving all the way from Vegas. 20-hour drive. Wow. Together. That's dedication. Well, if you saw the flight prices, you would understand why. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the flight prices. <laughs> just saying so that's that for the uh upcoming calendar hope you guys all had a chance to write that down before we sign off and say good night i gotta give a shout out to somebody on itunes i believe you pronounce it arian i'm not 100 percent sure but they left us a five-star review so thank you very much for that appreciate it and uh left the comment best podcast ever well tied with Mugglecast is more accurate you guys rock love you nice I will take that, actually, because something interesting is the guys who run MuggleCast are some really good and really old friends of mine who 
more or less served as mentors on this project. So without them, it's highly likely that Taylor Talk wouldn't exist at all. So I will definitely take a tie with MuggleCast on that one. Thank you for that. If you guys also want to leave us a review and get a shout out, we would we would love it. You can visit taylortalk.org slash iTunes, and that'll take you straight to our iTunes page where you can leave us a happy review or an angry one. But, well, those kind of suck. I don't read those out loud. <laughs> they do help us improve if they're good criticism, though. So that's one thing. And something I've also noticed is I can't view the international reviews. So if you're in one of the international iTunes stores and you leave a review, just email it to us so we can see it and give you your proper shout-out there. Hmm. Right? Right. Right. Sounds great. Augustine can read the Canadian ones. Yeah, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. You don't have to go to work, so. No worries. Augustine, thank you for joining us, though. Oh, thank you, I, I'm, sir. I'm busy teasing you, and I must thank you. Remember, guys, you know where to find Augustine over at theswiftagency.com, the biggest, baddest blog in the Taylor Swift fan base. <laughs> you thank don't want to miss sir. his blog. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I really do like the way you incorporate your personality into your writing. It's not just a straight reporting of the news. You take things going on in Taylor's career and definitely add your own voice to it and your own opinions and thoughts and things of that sort. And that's what makes it really unique in my mind. And that's why I enjoy your blog. So definitely, guys, if you want to find Augustine, go find him over at theswiftagency.com. Thank you again for joining us for episode 181 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. This has been Adam. Augustine. And Steve. Saying have a great night, guys, or a great day, or a great morning. Whenever you happen to be listening to this, we will see you all once the 1989 tour has already kicked off and this episode becomes useless. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye, guys. guys. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.